all day, all in your space is where I wanna be. Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain wants you. I've been hanging by myself, asking for help, but nothing seems to work on you. Yeah. who are out there through the various ways that we are communicating tonight. If the sound is clear, if the sound is clear, let me know if the sound is clean, if you can hear me, make sure. Because I've been hooked up to this Apple computer and while the experience has been wonderful, <laughs> sometimes little things happen, right? <laughs> but anyway, looks to be okay. And I'm going to continue on. I have to say that we're going to have very few people here on this new channel, Landscurve Live, which will play next week on Landscurve after the band is over. And they said, oh, you're on the band. Yeah, we were on a band. That's why you didn't see me the whole week. And the reason being uh, is that we did a short and they said it was a me speaking on medical malpractice when I spoke about the negative childbirth of <laughs> you know who. They don't like to hear that. And I'm not going to harp on that, but I had it set up where I can still go live on landscurve.com and I will say it again to the cows come home. Whenever you don't see me on Landscurve, you can find me on Landscurve Live, which will be embedded on the homepage in its own individual post on landscurve.com. That being said, when you go there to landscurve.com, make sure on the left-hand side, you subscribe so you can receive emails and alerts directly so that when any ban happens, 
you know or you will know what's going on, you will still get the link to the show. Also, we opened up another Telegram group chat that's 24-7, just like the one that's on landserve.com, except I'm shot down for any reason you know. Whatever's going on with me, it may be a late show that's later going to go on later than the one that's scheduled. Also, the community tab on Landscurve and Landscurve Live you can use, but since I'm banned Landscurve, they stop me with that communication also. Just wanted to run over a few things like that. So, again, just let me know. Um, into to this uh, Thank you, Tracy Walker Heard. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just looked at it. I didn't pop into the chat room until now. So let me open up the screen a bit. I'm really laid back today. Really, really laid back. And that's a good thing. You know, um, here we go. Let me see. What am I look like? I look like the kid who is the candy store. And I'm over the counter, so I need to drop this down a little bit or even raise this up a little more, right? Didn't know because I didn't test it. We got right. Okay. Okay. I think that's okay. I think that's all right. Anyway, let's talk about it. Has social media detached our minds from experiencing reality? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let me go back to the chat room so I can vibe with whoever's here. And we will not see too many people. And you're actually on Facebook, uh, Tracy. And usually there's not many people on Facebook and more on YouTube, but I'm on a band right now. So my regular YouTube channel would be full right now with lots of comments and greetings is going to be kind of empty. So this is basically a pandemic show. <laughs> but next week when it comes on the regular channel, I'm going to upload everything, all the work that I do this week. So it doesn't stop any work. And if, if I was banned everywhere, I do my recordings and do my stuff. So it doesn't stop that. Right. Let me see what I look like. Okay, good. I got a camera in front of me, so I can't even see my screen. Anyway, I do feel that it has detached us across the board from reality. Um, I'm going to go into what I usually say about this. If you haven't heard it before, on other shows, that the marriage of social media and smartphones was, was really the beginning of the end. Master Glam, yes, I've been working on your stuff. I've been working on um, Sister Yala. Mr. Political has some stuff, but that, 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 I can't wait for that to go up. I can't wait for what you said to go up. And you put in a nice little bit of time. It was clear. Throw it, throw it at me every day. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it sat me down and you really came with profound statements and, and, and ideas and stuff. Yeah, which is not bad, which is not bad. And the only reason why I keep my stuff is because the person who creates and I just throw it out as a content creator. I don't get on there and hours and hours and make it get in my head and have it controlling me like a remote control. You got to have a reason for being on social media, whether it's to stay in connection with family in a tight circle but if it's just this looking out into the world to see what's going on which is mo mostly fraudulent anyway which is mostly people fronting anyway i mean there's no need to pick it up i mean it's like being allowed to go into someone's house as a as a bug and you can just peek in and see what they're doing who's in the bed who's in the living room who's doing it you know it, it's it doesn't end 
because people are putting stuff out there, show their face a certain way. And usually it's, it's, it's to go against the void that they feel inside. So they make up for it that way, instead of healing themselves. That's what I've seen. I'm not in everybody. I'm not seeing everybody. I can't even give you a percentage. But what I can say is that I think it's the majority, which is over 50% of people, over 50% of the people, right? And let me get back to the original first. Way back in the day, you know, we had computers. And I remember back in the 70s, um, back in junior high school and high school, they were saying, you know what? The future is computers. You just don't know how, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, you know, yeah. Deactivate. It's the same thing. You know? Um, yeah. It's the same thing. It's if you need to activate it and you are in contact with people, if you really need to fine, you know what I mean? But that's almost like the purge to deactivate. It's almost like, okay, I'm gonna clean my stomach out. I've been eating this bad food. So let me clean my stomach out. Right. So that's good. Cause you're going to always activate if you need to, because if you're going to be in contact with, you don't turn your back on. But that's why you have to be careful on who you follow and who you add in on, like on Facebook and who you stay connected with. You know, at first it was such a big thing. People were just adding in everybody. Oh, they like me. Oh, and that's why they use the lingo, like, follow, subscribe. Subscribe is safe, but like and follow. Oh, I got a like on. Uh, I feel better about myself because something I said, got a like. This young white guy. He was only about maybe 21, 22 years old. And he broke it down to me. He made, he had this, what was it a plugin? Yeah, it was a plugin. And a plugin, when you think about websites, is a thing that allows that website to do something more than what it did before. And it's, and it's out of the box, which is not physically the box because it's online, but it's out of the box capabilities are increased when you have plugins put in. So look at it this way. You buy a house and you put a rug down. Oh man, the rug got dusty, a little dirt in there. We have to vacuum it. Well, it doesn't come with that. But you know what? You can get a vacuum cleaner and plug it in to the wall. And now in your home, it's not part of the house, but you have the capability of plugging in something to do more. You can plug in an electric stove, you can plug in a light. It's endless. And you can have power run for your fans and other stuff. So all those are amenities that are extra that your house didn't come with, whether it's in the wiring or something that you plug in. So this white guy made a plug-in to join uh, the WordPress uh, uh, blog, uh, uh, which my blog is the framework is WordPress. There's a few other ones, but WordPress is the most dominant as far as blog. I think like maybe 80 something percent of all websites are based on um, WordPress. And, and, and with that, I'm saying, okay, I don't want to get too technical, right? But when you ever get a TV dinner and it has a compartment for the corn and, and for the mashed potatoes and for the chicken and for a little dollop of something sweet like dessert? Well, it's a framework and it has departments. And this is how it works with websites. You have different compartments out of the box that you can place things in and manipulate. Okay. So this was to join Facebook with WordPress. So they work together. Right. So he was telling me, cause I called him on the phone and we had a very long, this is a nerdy little white boy. I learned hey, big up to the, to the nerdy white boys aren't racist. They're just so much into their tech 
that 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 is their thing. They don't care about race. They just care about the one thing. They don't even care about girls or women. Now, that's a little strange, but that's passion for what we do, right? But he told me that Facebook was brilliantly made, that they set it up with the colors, the little light bluish colors. It's a specific color, right? All blues are not the same. All, all reds are not the same. They have a code with, with six symbols, numbers, uh, letters, um, lowercase, uppercase. So the red I use here, like you see week, weekdays at 5 to 7 p.m., that is a certain uh, red. And actually, that's FF0000. My yellow that you see by the cash app, by the phone number, is FFF00. And it could be one with one number off, and you would not be able to tell the difference. But anyway, make a long story short. He was saying how the red dot, when you have a response against those colors, it hits you, the pleasure centers of your brain, and it excites you. Because you, you make a statement, and you get a reply, and you get five or six or 50 replies on something, you can't help it. I'm not saying anybody here or anybody listening, but for the most part, most people who are not aware of, like you said, the mental manipulation, right? Look, exactly. They kill themselves. The voids in their esteem, their social media presence means so much to them because in their mind, it's the true representation of themselves. They can Photoshop. They can have different apps to take the pimples out. Or like I got the razor bumps or whatever. I can throw a few teeth in that I need. They can do anything and look this perfect way. And that becomes, that avatar becomes a representation of themselves. So that being said, when you see that red reply, I'm picking on Facebook now because the other platforms have their own ways of doing it. When you see that red dot and you know you got a reply or you get a friend's request, who's requesting me as a friend? You see, friend. Most of the people, if you have a sizable amount of people on your Facebook page who are friends, do you know them in real life? You can tell how authentic your Facebook page is by I know all of them. The ultimate is that I know all of them face-to-face. -face. Me? I can't say that. But if I wasn't doing these videos, if I didn't have this presence, which, who am I? Did I elect myself to be this person? No. I'm an artist who got online sharing my art, right? And then I got interviews from that, and I started writing about each piece to negate all the emails that I had to uh, write every night to respond to why I did this art this way, where'd you get the idea from? I like to keep up with people that way and satisfy them, right? But I got pulled in because of the interview that I had on different platforms way back, 22 years back coming up, that they said, hey, you need to get, do your own show. We like the energy that you bring to this interview. So you, know, you should do this. And other people who are listening, you should do this, man. You got a crazy personality, which was only shared with my, my close friends. So I did. So I did everything. I'm doing everything this way. I start to get into the social things, the political things. We bring other people on. So that's how it grew. But by no means am I out here saying, yes, I'm this person who knows everything. I am a prophet and I should, you should listen to me. And, you know, no, no. Look, it's just like any, anybody else. We're all trying to get our lives together, make it better, certain things out. And me with this towel, with the, all these lights, 
I'm going to be wiping this dome head <laughs> a whole lot on this uh, presentation tonight. But yeah, he explained that to me. He knew it, not just from guessing, but he read about it. And that, that, that jolt of pleasure that we get when we see that red dot, it comes something that it drives us. It has pulled us in. We will be staring. And again, I don't mean anybody here or anybody who's going to listen to it. Maybe it might be you. Only you know this. But we sit down in the bed. We hold on to the phones, lots of us. And we hand the phone in our hand. We fall asleep and the phone drops and wakes us up. And it doesn't mean you're an, a, a person who's an addict. It could be where you're having a conversation with somebody who's close to you. It happened to me the other night. My dear brother Kevin from up in New York City, we were going back and forth actually on WhatsApp, which also goes on the same principle, you know? And we were going back and forth for a while, and I was tired, I was tired, and the phone fell out of my hand. And I picked it up and I said, listen, I'm on the ropes, man. I got to get out of here. See, that's a little personal joke that we have because we both like boxing. And so when a, when a boxer has another boxer against the ropes and he's wailing at him, the referee steps in and stops the fight. So I'm on the ropes. I'm defenseless. I'm falling asleep. So we have to stop this conversation because it's not going to go on too much longer in a coherent manner. manner. So when we had our cell phones, just to make calls, that's all we used it for. You know, we had little feeds with it that we can type in stuff and all of that stuff. And I'm not sure whether we, yeah, we had the ability to text, I believe, right? But other than that, that's all it was. And we rush home to our computers because the first thing we would say, I got to get home. I'm, I'm expecting an email. I got to get home. You know, I got to check my stuff. Check the different things on there. And you might want to go look at the news or do things because slowly but surely, the computer and the smartphone eventually afterward took over the television set. Now we have our television set right in our hand, right? And so we don't need it. Like a friend of mine told me, he says, well, I told him, I said, man, you always kept a large screen TV in your living room or your bedroom. What happened? He said, oh, I don't need to spend that money. I can hold this up and hold it closer to my face and it becomes a large screen TV. And I save a lot of money. I was like, man, well, you know, People do foolish things, but this year, that was a smart one. So when the smartphone came to be and you didn't have to rush home anymore to check your email, you know, video really wasn't around in the way it is now. Remember that 2002, 2003, video wasn't around 2004, all around in there is when we started to get these smartphones that had all these capabilities. And in 2005, YouTube was invented. But that's not to say that there wasn't video way back or streaming video, but phones didn't have the capability to get to it. It was streaming video from back in the um, early 2000s, maybe the late 90s, I'm not sure. But if you had a phone, a dial-up, it was too much information for you to stream. So you had to have a box. You had to have, you know, this direct connection to the internet so you can download all this data and watch something on your screen. So now technology advanced itself, and now we have the ability at that point to pull down video like what was on YouTube, and maybe it wasn't as strong a connection as it is now because it's a big business now, right? Now everybody who's a phone pretty much knows it's a smartphone unless you choose to get something old that you could just flip it up, 
you know, get a text and that's it. But see, something happened around that time. You know, we had MySpace back in those days and a lot of older people, they felt that, well, that's for kids, that's for kids, you know. But that's when it came and shot out stuff to Facebook and, and Twitter came out and eventually Instagram came out. And they all had their purposes, so they say. But the goal is to keep on that platform as long as they could because they had advertisers that wanted to get more eyeballs on their business and their advertisements. And but you didn't realize that. You saw how nice it was now to not have to write a letter to someone and mail it off and they get it days later. You understand? You didn't have to wait anymore to make a long distance phone call or wait till midnight that if you were calling out of the country, that okay, it's going to be cheaper, but we're only going to stay on here talking for maybe five to 10 minutes tops. You had to get your conversation in quick. It was more for information, but it was nice to hear their voice. Now we have WhatsApp. You don't have, we don't have to worry about that anymore. As long as you're in WhatsApp, you can make a call out to anywhere in the world. How spoiled we have become in such a short period of time. And when they gave us all of this, we became spoiled. And we didn't think anymore. At first, we wanted to have more privacy. It's like, I'm not getting on there. I'm keeping my privacy. I'm not telling my business. But then now we have people in their houses that don't even worry if Bahamas clean. How many of our young ladies and young men, it's, it's a lot of our young ladies now, you know, you see them sitting up on the side of the sink and they got the duck lips out and they take a sexy picture and suck their stomach in and the place behind them is trashed. See, those people were fully saying that I don't want people to know my business. I don't want them to know anything about me, but everything is out there on Facebook. And now they have a GPS location feature where they can see wherever you are. And I don't think many of us realize that, that you have lojacked yourself. So now we put ourselves into the shackle, right? This thing called social media has become a Trojan horse, and we didn't know it. We thought it was a gift, and all of a sudden, Trojan horse opens up behind the enemy gates, and here come the troops. And what are the troops? The troops are the ones who attack our mind, the ones who keep us connected from experience in true reality. We have been removed from having the touch of one another. Doesn't mean you have to physically touch. You're right. Right. Yeah. Prison mail is going electronic, right? Solving crime with the phones because the phones help a whole lot with the solving of crimes, right? So now, you know, whether a good person with good intentions or a person who has bad intentions, who's going haywire, this thing has influenced us so much that we don't realize that that has become our new world and the real world we are, we are moving away from more and more. It used to be back in the day, and I remember my age, you know, back in the born in 63. Um, I remember my parents saying, man, time sure is flying. Well, of course, the older you get, the passage of time and each year seems to go by faster because you're older and it seems that it feels that way. Very few of us have the ability to really slow down time, which to a point you can slow down time. It's about your perception. You know, if you're focused on something sometime, too much time can go by quick. Doesn't mean we're all focused. And there are other things of tranquility when you go out in nature. 
you go fishing, you take a long walk through the woods or through the park and detach yourself from the engineered world, then time moves slower, it's more satisfying. This is where we wanna go when we get stressed in the uh, engineered world. Oh, I can't wait, I wanna go down to Jamaica. I wanna go back home to Haiti. I wanna go to Africa, whatever. And it's usually places where we live and dominate that they're trying to take away from us that has that tranquility close to the equator. Doesn't mean you can't go up north where it's cold and have a vacation if that's what you wanna do. Your crew might be there, your family might be there. It might be a new place you want to go. It might be a business trip. We don't know. But usually, to get out of that concrete jungle, that rat race, we want to go somewhere else where it's tranquil. But now, because of social media and the things that we could see there, it, it has taken over our mind where you're so busy. And again, I'm not saying anybody here, okay? Let me just flash a few of these comments because I know that I'm missing some good ones, right? Thanks for hanging in there, Trace, because on Facebook, there's not too many people, you know. Yeah, it seems like everyone is following everybody everywhere. Let me tell you something. Personally, and we all use social media, we're here, but personally, there are people that I know that from the moment they wake up, they have to see what's going on in their phone, sit down on a computer, and track and watch different individuals call up these people as they get to know them on the phone with them, trying to catch. That's like trying to grab up all of the sand on the beach. That's like trying to inhale all of the oxygen and air in your nostrils. That's like trying to be here, be there, be in Singapore, be in China, be in London, be in Ghana, be... You can't. And while you're reaching with your mind to, you know, there's a point where you have to cut off. And this is what I have learned recently, even with myself in the shows. Now, I wasn't haywire running everything down, but it was always the next thing and always the next thing. And I said, you know what? I have to breathe. And I make each show better because I do that, because I have more time to think. I used to have shows that would be 8, 9, 10 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, even though I'm in Accra, Ghana, I always honor the base. I'm not saying no fan base because that's some star, but the base that I have built in America and also on the East Coast. So I will always honor that. Like, for example, this is started at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time for those on the East Coast. Next week, we have daylight savings time. We're going to move uh, uh, back, lose an hour. So instead of me for my time, which is 10 o'clock to start, I'll make it start at at nine, which will still be fine because it doesn't change over here. It changes only over there, which makes me, it allows me to go a little, a little earlier, but that's a good time. That's a good time still. I mean, I still could move, move it back 10 for me. It'll be sick for you. But I've learned to, with social media, because I've been on this thing for 22 years and I've had my ups and downs and settling in and knowing how to navigate without giving too much of myself, which I give all of myself when I give it. What I mean, giving to myself is like chasing rainbows, even if I never chased anything. But you can feel it when you're there. You know, you can be at the beach and the water starts to get cold and the wind starts to, you may not be in the water, but you still feel, oh, it's getting chilly here. So the thing here is to maintain balance, but it has made it where 
Most of us now, our lives are imbalanced. Our expectations are way off. We don't set goals. It's almost like, again, driving a vehicle 80 miles an hour down the highway when you can do 80 miles an hour safely. And you turn and you look to the car next to you and you're driving. You just keep looking at the car next to you. And then you look at the car. That's the accident waiting to happen because what happens if the person in front of you sees something running across the highway and they slam their brakes, you're going to the accident, the person behind you, and you got to pile up. But that's a severe example. What about in life? How much time have we wasted looking at something that you see a woman, fellas, and she looks just like an old girlfriend that you used to date, that she left you, and you're, now you're looking at her because of the similarities and you know, we, we, we look at these profiles, one after the other after. When does it stop? We get all these billions of profiles. We have social media platforms that the names, I mean, the different countries. You know, there's a, there's a list that I have. And there are other sites that I have that always list the new social media platforms in these different countries. India has its own version of Twitter that may be gaining ground on Twitter because we have a big world out here. The whole world has been caught up in this thing. I'm here to cry. And we have young boys and young girls that are, they get a hold of a phone, they're in elementary school, the equivalent of middle school, and they're walking, staring to the phone, and they roll around each other, and they walk by so quiet. What happened to the children when they come out of school and they're happy to even be around each other. They're happy to get out of school, you know, because they're, they're young, they have all this energy. But you don't hear that anymore. You still hear it here somewhat. But in America, we don't hear it. I've only been here since September uh, 2020, right? So I still have America's taste in my mouth, right? And from what I saw, between bad food, and the lack of sports, social media has helped to keep children and youngsters in. They used to want to go out and play. Now they just want to stay in. They can communicate through their phones or through the computer because they're so caught up in that. They can talk to seven, eight, nine, ten different people. There's time they work in their phone. Bring, bring. Their, their minds are active. But we need to be around each other as children to know how to communicate, to know how you go over your friend's house. Oh, uh, good morning, Mrs. Robinson. How are you? But now the children now are so detached that their mind is known so much in social media. They look and walk right past you so rude. And you got to call your child back. Wait a second. Did you walk by Mrs. Robinson and not say anything? I didn't teach you that. Why, do you, why are you starting it now? Most of the time, it's because they're detached. It's because their mind is caught up in social media. For me, personally, I will say that my mind never stops working. And it's always been that way for me. I've been, I was always a hyperactive child, so they would say, which I feel that that was the norm. But they say for us as melanated people that we're hyper this and hyper that. No, your children are not normal. With their recessive genes. I, I'm sorry to say that, but that's the way it is, you know? And this is how we are. That's why, with our athletes, even though many of our athletes are using performance enhancing uh, substances, drugs, out the box, we are superior 
as an athlete, and really as people who think who don't have their mind clouded up with their poisons of alcohol and drugs. When left alone out of the box and raised properly, we are mighty people, you see? So this, this hyper thing or, or this other thing where, oh, yeah, well, spirituality is easy for us to connect to in nature and the world. It's only we have these substances we're taken out of ourselves to the delight of the oppressor. They like that. They like men sashaying around acting like they're women. They like when walking around with the keychains and the, dressed as a man and walking with the chest sunk, sunk in so you don't see their breasts. We're pulled out of being who we are and who we're supposed to be. But you can't say that now in cancel culture. You'll be banned for saying that. You can't question it. You can't say this is what I not even believe in, but what I know in. We can't say that. We can't say that anymore. You see? But we are we're detached from experiencing reality. When a man can come on and say, I'm trans or I'm, I'm this or I'm that. I mean, they got all these different terms. But if you look down between what we have as private parts, usually it's two different parts unless you happen to be a hermaphrodite. I'll give you a pass on that if you are. But you calling yourself all of these different things and categories confuses. It's easy to get our minds that way when we're detached from reality. You see, you couldn't tell somebody 50 years ago that foolishness. Somebody might have wanted to think it, and those things were always there, but it was like sitting under the rock. You know, you got your, your yard nice and trimmed and lawn taken care of, and there's that big rock over there. It's pretty. It, it looks nice. But as a child, you go over and say, let me lift up this rock. You just want to lift up the rock, and you see the soil moist, and you see all kind of things, bugs crawling around. Look, you drop the rock quick, something gets on your arm. You never go over there. But there's so many things on a spiritual level and on a mental and emotional damage level, all of this damaging stuff going on in our minds and in our hearts are never dealt with, but we can heal ourselves, and it's not really healing, but we can indulge ourselves in social media and meet other people who agree these different death styles, agree that a certain way of eating and taking care of yourself, and we don't need that. We have the GMO food. It stays on the shelf a lot longer. You can make better sales, but you're embalming yourself. Let me uh, put some of these comments up. Okay, yeah, we saw that one. That's true. Yeah, everybody's following somebody, you know. But we will master gland <laughs> that, that um, you're not following anybody like that, you know. Yeah, okay, you get down with what we do here, but I'm quite sure if I began to act like I'm off and something's wrong, you have to put me aside and give me a call and say, Land, what's wrong? You talk about it's normal for a man to wear a dress? <laughs> that day is never happening. Don't even call on it. It's not going to happen. You know, because I'll say it's so funny to go through the passage of time. And now I, who was very young at one time, I'm the old guy in the room and I'm old school. You see, it's a very funny uh, place to be because I'm still much young in my spirit. We know the body ages, and I, I, I'm cool with that. I will never be that young man who is trying to be old. You know, the old man who's trying to be young. Excuse me, maybe something's happening up here. 
got to eat a little more than uh, <laughs> essential fats for my brain, right? But yeah, you know, I know where my blip is on the radar screen. I know at what point I am in my life and I cannot lie about what I see and I can't shut up about what I see. And it, it, it's happening too fast. So now we have a generation and I'm not just going to throw off on the young children and the young folks. They are affected by this and don't know it as much because this is normalcy for them. You see, we still think that these younger children that we have in our neighborhoods or in our household, that they understand our upbringing. They know nothing about that. Just like back in the day, any one of us who are here who will listen to it, who has a number of years under their belt, you know, we assumed our parents knew the things or our caretakers, whoever raised us, we assumed that they knew all the new fat stuff. You know, I remember back in the day we had our sound systems. We had friends. I had friends that had these great sound systems. You know, you had the receiver, you had the turntables, you had the, you know, all, all these amplifiers. And behind it, you had all these wires that had to be connected in it. And everybody didn't know how to do that. Some folks who are older, they knew of the young guys who knew how to do this, and they would say, hey, uh, maybe to me or somebody, can you get one of them friends, young fellow that knows how to connect all this stuff? I'll pay him a little bit. Just to plug wires in where it's labeled, plug this red wire here and this yellow one here, and this is for auxiliary, and this is for the tape player, and this is how you record. And later on when CDs came out, you CD in the same system, and you had a booming system. And you had speakers the size, the size of two-story buildings, not really. But you had when you had speakers, people saw it. It was considered furniture in your living room. Now you can get better sound with these little tiny things that you put up in the corner of each room. And it comes with the subwoofer and the beds, and even subwoofers have gotten tiny. You're like, where is the sound coming from? So when you feel the bass in the room, it's like, where's this thing coming from? You don't see the speakers, but folks, these days, that's what's normal for them. That's what's normal for them. We used to have cassette tapes, eight-track tapes. With the eight-track tapes, if you put it in your car or inside with the eight-track player, do you know that you can never rewind that? You would have to, if there were 12 songs on there and you wanted to hear that song over again, unless maybe... It was modernized a few years, but back in the early 70s, if there were 12 songs in there, and the song, your favorite song, just finished, guess what? Clunk, 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 11 times start that, that, that song all over again. Cassette tapes, they were smaller, but they didn't carry the same sound as the 8-track. It was so much smaller. Guess what? You play that tape, and the biggest thing was never purchase a blank tape that was at least two hours long because the tape was so much thinner and it breaks easy, right? Once for uh, maybe 60 minutes or 90 minutes tops. I still remember. You get them two-hour tapes, you record something on it, and all of a sudden the tape pops. You'd have to take a tiny little screwdriver, the one you use for your, for your eyeglasses, open up tape and take a piece of tape and reattach it at some point because it never really broke at the end. Right, so now you knew that part of the song that had the tape on there. That would, but what could you do, right? So these are the things we had to deal with. Not to, and I'm way off topic, but I'm just giving a little background on my perception and anybody who is maybe close to my age group. That we thought was so cool back then is mad corny now. I rolled along with it. 
And I still am not, I'm at the point in my life now where things are beginning to slip away from me. And I'm 60 years old in April, so I don't mind that as much because from this point, I can say, hey, get that young fellow over here to come and help me out. But I think I've done good for a person who put on a computer for the first time in 2001, didn't know nothing about it. And I had to call my friends three o'clock in the morning up in New York because I was in Florida. I just moved down to Florida. And I said, man, I cut the computer on. I was like, you woke me up for that? We understand because you're a little twisted, Lance, and you're happy that. So people think that I'm a computer guy, but I'm not. I'm a social media dude, but I don't know much about the inner workings of computers. I still have to ask for that because there's so many things that are expanding and going further, right? So, yeah, back in those days, that's the way it was with music. And we had the CDs and the DVDs, but now MP3s that you have a little flash drive and you can put several albums of songs on one little thing, plug it in and listen to it. A little thing like this. And the sound comes out so much better. Now you can direct store it into your computer or anything. It's nothing you can hold. That's what got me. So check it. I know a few guys that were heavy into tech back in the 70s and back in the 80s. I know a guy that had uh, purchased a, a, a videotape recorder, right? And it was maybe like about the size of a shoebox, but it was top of line at that particular time. And it was several thousand dollars, like maybe like close to $3,000. This guy had to get the newest stuff because his ego was in it. Like, yeah, look at this. Because there were a lot of techie guys that I hung around with and guys that did Super 8 movies, which were crude compared to today. And there's a lot of movies I'm in, the amateur movies and stuff. When I was 15, 16 years old, oh boy, I'd love to get my hands on those because I know I look funny. <laughs> Not so much funny, but, you know, I was in great shape and everything like that. But, you know, the hair, the jerry curls, and don't tell anybody, you know what I mean? But being said, those guys, they have totally turned against technology. They're angry. They're mad. Why? because they couldn't keep up with it because eagles were attached to it. That's the funny part. It was like, it's like, dang, for real? It's like, yeah, I don't like this new stuff. Yeah, because, you know, there's one guy I know that took him damn near 15 years on the credit card to pay for this particular uh, uh, a video tape recorder. Just because he had to have it. And that's the way the technology was, and, and it sucked. We have phones do better than what, what was back then. And we can send it, crop it, edit it, make movies on phones. These guys don't want to hear that. So they're just disgruntled and they just time passed them by. And me, I was kind of into the things back then, but I really am now. And I have to brush up on a lot of things. And it's not easy because if you pay for something and you buy something, technology or a gadget or a program, the next year, not even the next year, the next six months, next three months, the upgrade comes. It's like, what? Are you serious? I'm due to get a new computer soon. I need. I, I know I'm going to need one soon. Uh, this Apple that we had sitting around, I'm getting into it. It's very powerful. We had it for four or five years already. I had to call a friend to learn how to upgrade. It, you know what I mean? To da or download every new system. So even me, like I said, I feel like the bus is leaving me. The minute that you see the bus and you start running for it and it starts pulling away and you still run for it. And you think, oh, I'm going to catch this bus. But then you realize like this thing is pulling away. Like, oh, OK, I'll catch the next bus. I'm almost there, 
but I'm still going to try to catch that bus on a, on a technological level. But that being said, being detached as a child, giving these smartphones to our children as a pacifier. Oh, be quiet. I'll get here. Take your phone. And there they are. You don't even know what's going into their mind. Come on now. If you sort out to look porn, look for porn, that's one thing. But the way porn and that type of stuff circulates and we have no barriers, why do you think sometimes and oftentimes your child is sitting off on the corner behaving nicely, not bothering you? What are they looking at? They might be looking at cartoons. They might be looking at something funny, an old TV show, something that they like. But what's to stop from seeing that? Even when they don't know what it is, they have a sense of knowing that this is something because we don't see this stuff in the street. We don't see this stuff. So hopefully your bed door is locked when you do your thing, whatever it may be. But they see this stuff. And you think that you know something over them and you start to want to police them and you're pol- it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. They're hooked already. And, and, and when the hormones kick in, you can't tell them anything. They already know what to do. Like I said, and I'll say this for that part of it, right? Driving the bus in Orlando, Florida, all the years that I did, all times you'd hear the, the boys, they always talking trash and not doing anything. But there were some young girls back there, I'd say 12 or 13 years old. And they were talk, I'm going to say this in a very decent way. They were, they, were, they were comparing notes on, how can I say it, on how to perform specific acts on men. And my ear perked up, not because I'm interested in them, but I'm hearing these young voices that, See, this, they couldn't be. I know who got on the bus. These little girls in schoolgirl Catholic school outfits, the stripes and everything. They came on. Hi, good, good afternoon, bus driver. You know, all decent. That's the front they put up. We don't know what's in their mind. And they got into detail on an extremely adult level. And they were not giggling. <laughs> you know, some people, the kids, they they they, they peek at things and giggle. They was were not giggling. And they were saying, and I wish I can say it, but I'll do it on maybe a Patreon video or something like that and and tell them nitty gritty. But they knew they were doing because these men who they were running with on the sly, who are over 40, 45, 50, who were paying them with little McDonald's in a trip to the mall to buy them a little outfit, they knew what they were doing. And they used porn, they used different things to learn their techniques. And it was one that was so advanced on the visuals. Well, this is what you got to wear. This is how you have to do it. And you make them see the boobies when you make them. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And me as a youngster, finding an old Playboy magazine to the bottom of the bed for my brother, I thought that was a big thing to see, boobies, okay? They're talking about, you know, Let's just say one word, slowing and listen. I'm it blew my mind. I almost I was missing stops. Bing, bing, bing. People pull the car, and I'm just driver, you're passing my stop. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I couldn't believe it. So it has opened up a new world to the world 
And we're detached from each other. Here's another aspect of it. We are detached from each other. It's like we can zone out and get in our own world, but what we have in our own world that's delivered by these phones, we don't have a choice. And I don't believe that malarkey when somebody says, oh, yeah, well, you can choose what you want to see. Yes, you can when you start out. But how many of us started out by looking at a short video and YouTube made keep you there or any other platform? And on the side, you see another, oh, wow, the algorithms of what you watch, they figure it out. They figure out if you like this, let's suggest something to them to keep them on. And if you don't have a premium account, you're going to see all of these ads back and forth. You're going to be like, oh, man, let me, let me skip this or whatever. But it's going to keep you on. And it happens to me music a lot. I love music. I grew up in a musical household. Uh, my mother sung opera. My father loved all types of music. And there were always records, you know, the old whack, the 45s and the 33 and the third RPM. And um, it was a musical household, you know, radio on at night. Um, whatever. It was a lot of music. And I know the music from birth coming up, the, the old school favorites. So now sometime you're on there and you think of a song that you purposely want to listen to. You're like, okay, God, I want to hear this. And you go on YouTube and you click it and you see like 50 million different versions of it. The instrumental, the, you know, the long extended version or the regular version you used to hear. And so you get one that's extended and there's a guy, um, oh God, what's his name? Perfection. That's one of the, that's that's part of his name. P-U-R-R Fection. Perfection. This guy takes the old school songs and extends them out 10, 12, 15 minutes. And the mixes, it's not like hearing the original song. It's like it it plays longer because back in the day, three minutes tops, a song was over. You're like, man, I want to hear this again. But he mixed it so excellently, it's like that's the original. And you're like, wow, I can sweet, sweet, sweet. I may drop it down in the uh, comment section after this so you can find that. All the songs are edited that way. So for me, music, and I would see another song that I forgot about, but I see the name, I said, I think I know that song. And you click it and it zones you out into a different time, a different day. So you feel as though, okay, it's harmless. I'm enjoying my music, but there's a flip side of that, that we can't go too deep, we can't go too far out on the sea. You know, just like the astronaut that has that lifeline, he's floating around in space, around the spaceship, and he goes way out, and for some reason that line gets cut, he's floating out in space, never to return again. And that's how we are mentally. We're floating out there, never to return again. Why? Look. It's no secret that we have this thing called Viagra. So why am I bringing up Viagra? Well, it makes a lot of these old men feel as though they are young again. And they can do things that make them feel young, like the old PF Flyers commercial. It can make you run faster, jump higher. <laughs> I mean, there were some sneakers called PF Flyers that were trying to compete with pro kids and Converse's. Because back, back in the day, back in the early 70s, either that, you had Pumas, you had... um you know, uh, 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 Converse, and you had pro kids. Well, PF Flyers, that was another one that some of the young kids, and they had to advertise like that because I bought some, and it, it was a it was a placebo effect because I felt like I could run faster. And you want to run, I got PF Flyers, and I'm going to beat you in a race. 
So that was strange. But because of that the viral effect, we hear the old music and we think of a time in our past when we were younger. And it takes us back. And it's good to go back sometimes. And it's good to reminisce on old good times. But what happened to the present time of making the good times happen now? The very aunts and uncles and cousins you might have spoken to before, and you were at the barbecues and, and hanging out and having a good time, and you know, little kids out there dancing, not the nasty dancing, but yeah, get it, girl, get it, girl. Now y'all don't speak no more. Now there's no unity, there's no nothing, but you can relive it through looking at that video. I always like to bring this up, right? We find that, uh, what was it, back in 1982, late 82, early 83, maybe like 82, when uh, 82, when Michael Jackson did that performance uh, singing Billie Jean and moonwalk for the first time publicly. And he got up on his toes, but he always said that I kind of messed up because I wanted to stay up on my toes longer. Well, for us, it was fascinating. And we all remember pretty much if it's that kind of moment, if maybe you're real young and you don't remember that, but there's always something that was in your past that was something you treasured you know, and cherished as a memory, and you can relive this thing over and over and over. So I'm not going to say it's escapism, but oftentimes it could be escapism. But we don't want to deal with the present reality, so we escape to the past. I know many people like that. They just live in the past. Call you up. Remember back in 1979? And that's all they will talk about. Okay, yeah, Mike muted out. That happens sometime, and I saw the thing pop up. So that can happen. My internet must be stressed or something like that. Well, we're going to keep on going. I'm not going to go on for another two hours, whatever, but because, like I said, this is not on my regular channel, but I do want to continue to have shows until the band is up. It's going to go over Tuesday evening, I think, but that's okay. But like I said, these things preserve the past so well, and we can constantly refer to it. So I can't say it's all bad, but I can't say it's all good either. But for me, this is what I ask everybody to think about. We have our youngsters who are stuck on social media. They communicate on social media. And yes, we are not jealous of them. I love back in the day to go outside and play with my friends. I might have had two dollars. Might have been seven or eight years old. Two dollars was a lot of money back then. Seven, eight, well, eight years old. I was it was back in 1971. <laughs> okay. That was a lot of money. One dollar was a lot of money. You get ice cream with that. You could run to the corner spot and get something to drink, a big thing or something to drink. Of course, we weren't allowed to rip and run like that, but the world was a different place then. All of the people for about a mile or two away, we knew exactly who they were, and they weren't gonna let anything happen to the children. So it was a different world back then, right? I, I miss that feeling of knowing everybody on my block. And I know everybody knows what block means because some people are different countries. What do you mean by block? <laughs> you know, the city block or the block that the houses were on. We knew everybody. We knew the inside of everyone's house, especially if they had children around our age group. We would go and play in the yards or help clean up and they'd give us a little something, some ice cream or whatever. We knew what they did for a living. We knew the husbands and wives and Maybe there was a widow or a widower, maybe a broken home, which wasn't as 
um, common as it is today. Yes, we do have more of that, but I'm talking about a broken home where there was a divorce. That was uncommon way back then. It happened, but now it's it's the norm. You know, we change we change wives and husbands like we change clothes now because we see the options of what's out there and we're so tempted by what we see. And if we go through some bad times with somebody, the vows go out the window. And so now, you know, I can, I can have a better time here. And then something goes wrong with that. And either you run back or you run something else. And we spend our whole life leapfrogging from one relationship to the next. And I think that social media is having that effect on the younger people. And the younger people doesn't mean just, oh, you're out of high school. Because in my age, half of my age is 30. So most of the time, more and more, as I walk into a room in public, I'm more and more the oldest person in that room. If I see somebody older, I'm, like, I'm not the oldest one. They'll call me young man. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. You know what I mean? I'm not going to hear that too many times. I'm not going to hear young man to, I want to hear it as much as I can. Please let the old folks live for a long time so I don't have to be, always be the oldest person in the room, which doesn't really bother me because I'm the same person. But, but we have lost our perception of time. These younger kids now, what are they going to look back on as far as memories are concerned? Really and truly. Oh, you know, when I was 14, we texted so much. Man, remember that time we had that conversation on MySpace? Man, that was something else. Huh? What happened to throwing a ball and running hard and taking your body for a trip, laughing hard at sitting on the front steps of one of your friend's house and you know, there's some man walking down the street. You might make fun of him a little bit innocently. You know I mean, he might walk funny or something and greet you or whatever. Even today, you know, I'm not going to blame this on social media, but I was taking a walk. I went up to the mall. We had a short power outage here. So I went up to the um, Yara for Mall close by. I broke my computer because there was some graphics that I had to do. And I didn't want to wait too long and blow that time because I set up for this show before I went to sleep. So I was free for the day. That's what I love the way I do now, right? So before I went and we, me and Mrs. Gervais ate something and she cleaned up and she went to sleep, right? And I didn't eat much because I kind of knew, even though the power was out, I was like, yeah, I'm going to slip out of here and go do my work with this power. I can plug, plug in my computer. Although I had enough power probably to do the same thing. I didn't know. I like to work, 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 work. So there's a, there's a, there's a supermarket on the first floor in the back. Nice supermarket. It really adds to living in this area, although it's temporary for me until the house is built. But um, I went in there just to grab a drink because I drink a lot. I was going to get this veggie wrap in a store or in a restaurant upstairs where the lady knows me from the internet before we even met. She said, oh, I know you. So we're the best of buddies. And I always go there and spend money, you know, and it's a good price. It's good, clean food. So she allows you to sit there and they have all these abundance of plugs and stuff. But anyway, when I was in the supermarket downstairs, there were three little boys, right? Three little boys. And I saw them in the kitty section and me thinking the way I would think in America, I'm like, yeah, I hope them young boys don't go in there and try to steal some of this candy. Not that I'm saying black boys only do a steal. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the way they were so happy and looking over everything. And it was a genuine happiness. But the bottom line is that they got to the register faster than me. And they had one little uh, thing 
of cookies. I mean, a small thing. And they all were putting the little, I can't say pennies, but a little bit of money they had, and they were putting it together, and they were all staring at it like, this ain't going to last too long. The thing had six cookies in it, and it was three, three of them. So each one was going to get a tiny behind cookie. And I was like, I know how that felt. But I never had the money. But the times when I spent and wanted to get more before I came home to summer vacation, I was like, boy, I wish I could get one of them burgers over there. Damn, I only got enough to get part of this or some fries or something. So I said, okay, let's give him a little nice memory. So I told the cashier, I was trying to shock him. I said, those cookies over there, because they were looking at they, they were there, but they were in my conversation. They were talking amongst themselves. I said, is there a bigger box where I can get more, like a whole lot? She said, yeah. I said, listen, tell them to hold on. I'm just going, well, I'm going to shock them. I want to buy that for them, right? So I'm not bossing. I'm telling you to go back there. I, I want to make them feel good. I said, go back there and get the big thing. Probably had like about the big thing of it too, like man, 150 cookies in there. Now, maybe I'm doing wrong because maybe too much sugar, too much this. But they were kids. They were getting that. And it bothered me to see that look on their face. They were just like, it's going to be two bites and it's going to be done. And I said, I don't know what they drink, but I'd like to get them something to drink so maybe you can ask them what their favorite thing is. She said, no, they come here all the time. I know what they like. I said, is this something kind of healthy? And then she said, yeah, it's not bad. It's a juice they always want to get. I said, get a whole lot of it for them. And I'm acting like I ain't had nothing to do with this. <laughs> so when she brought it out and brought the drinks out, three big drinks and this big thing of cookies, they were looking like, and they looked up at me like, I know he's a grown man, so he's probably buying this. And they were looking so sad because I told her, don't take those three little, or that one little thing of cookies for the three kids. <laughs> Leave it right there. So they were looking at it with their eyes big and the drinks, and they were looking, and they looked at each other. And so I said, I'll, I'll take care of that. And it wasn't much money at all because all I did was go in there to get a tall drink before I, I went up and got my, my, my vet wrap. So I handed the card, and I paid for it. I wanted to prolong this thing. So she put it in the bag because they were in front of me, actually. Put it in the bag, and my stuff was paid for this stuff. And so she here. And they were like, <laughs> they were they started looking around. I'm like, you look in my mind, like, what are you looking around for? They were like, no, no, that's not what we wanted. And so the cashier said, that's what you wanted, but you mean this big thing because you can't pay for it. We can't pay for that. She said, well, the gentleman over here paid for it for you. And they had to, he did that. And, and these kids, we don't judge, but assess that they didn't have much money. They want a little taste of something that, and they couldn't believe it. They were in shock. So the cashier had to say, now, what do you say? Oh, thank you. And they, and they thanked me, but they were in shock. They weren't rude. They weren't sitting there like, we ain't saying nothing to him. They were sitting up in shock that this dude purchased this big thing of cookies that they could never even finish. And so they were walking out, and then I came out. They followed me upstairs, like, and they kept thanking me. Thank you, mister. Thank you. The other ones just eating. They were like, that's a nice thing to do. And we need more of that in the world, that they will not forget that, that 
maybe they might see a dude who looks like me on TV or some American guy with a bald head. I hope they don't expect everybody to do that because a lot of us ain't going to do it. It was a very small gesture, but it made me feel good that I can put a memory in their head. All I'm saying is that the memories that the children and the youngsters have, not so much over here in Accra, because even, even though the phones and social media is taken over, it has permeated deep into the psyche of the youngsters yet. Because while there's money over here in Accra and lots of it, there's a big faction of those who don't have lots of money. It's everywhere, right? These little kids can't afford these big phones and stuff. It's different over here. You better have cash for most of the stuff that you get. It's not really a credit-based thing, right? So to have that amount of cash to even do something on a small level like that means so much to those who may be here, right? So again, I them outside, kicking the ball around. Like I said before, there were these kids playing with this ball that was deflated and you couldn't even inflate it because I went, I got three balls for them. Tossed two over the fence where I know those guys lived in one, and one for the guys who were out there playing. Like small little things mean so much. And unfortunately, not every child, because we have mothers, fathers that are on it to make them know it's not about that stuff. But, you know, some of the children in America who have been Americanized, even if they're not in America, but they've been Americanized, right? They're ungrateful because they expect it. No, I don't want that phone. I want the top of the line phone. No, I don't want that computer. I want the top of the line computer, right? And many of them are not even worried about or concerned about doing their homework or whatever or doing the right thing because they've been spoiled because it's too easy for them in certain countries like the UK and America. And of course, we have poverty there. So we can't let them override us as parents and caretakers and whoever is raising them to just give them this thing because we're giving them doom the way they take it. Like I said, are they going to be 40 years old talking about how nice it was? They were 13 and 14 years old and they were texting all day? No, because it's creating to be a social misfit. Not to put down anybody's child, but this time goes by so quick. I mean, there are kids that I knew that were on MySpace in the early 2000s and now they're mothers and fathers now. And they're catching it from the same thing that they were addicted to when they were children. Their children now, and not in every single case, but their children are more addicted to it and coming with this foolishness from the outside world, things that don't matter, the rappers and the engineered poison music. And I love rap music from back in the day, but this stuff today is poison. The old school rap from back in the early 80s and up until when corporate, uh, 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 the corporate entities took over with gangster rap and the selling of sex and the pushing of materialism and the killing and the hate and everything, all that. Right now with social media, and it started back then before so-called social media, but all these things have converged in one place to take our mind, to take the minds over our children. And so when they bop them, we don't know what they're hearing in their head. Bopping a certain way. It's like, what is that? You know, and, and there are some parents that that are just off. And in my age group, and sometimes a little younger, I remember one time I was over a friend's house, and his wife had a dirty, dirty mouth. And she, could always, she couldn't say a sentence without sprinkling it with three or four curses. 
Hey, what's up, Emma F and Lance? Man, I'm Emma F and doing good today. Man, it's a B I T C H. So and so and so. I'm effed up. So, what would her sentence be? Two words if she couldn't curse? <laughs> right? It would it be two words? So, I remember I was over there in the backyard. They were cooking out the enemy over. And they had a son, maybe like about seven or eight years old. And she said something to the son. And it was something, some profanity that I didn't really hear. But I was shocked because I heard it before. This was really direct. And he said, F you, mommy. He's an adult and the joking cursing, right? Like, 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 you know, some girl, oh, what's up, my, my, my B-I-T-C-H, whatever, which is not good, really, for them to hear that, right? It normalizes the stuff. But you know what she said to him? And he said, F you, mommy. She got mad and said, I should have swallowed you when I had the chance. And the thing was exactly what she meant. And he came crying to the father. Oh, he said that she should have swallowed me when she had the chance. <laughs> but you said F you to your mama. Not that it's right that she said what I'm saying. It, it, it's a corrosion. It's a breakdown. Because you're seeing stuff on the phone. You're seeing it. In social media, so you don't wait till you get on a computer to deal with your social media, right? It's on your phone all the time. We don't have any gaps to rest our mind. Don't you know that to be bored sometimes, it's good to be bored. It's like taking that purge when you ate for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and you're full of all this toxic stuff, stuff put out on your skin and pimples and you, you, you go to the bathroom and you can't go because you're constipated. Sometimes we need to be idle and think our thoughts and go out in nature and, and be what men would call bored. For me, I'm never bored, but I will detach myself. And this is what I like about how I'm doing these shows now. I haven't been putting out as much content, but you put it out there, you do it in a good way, and you put your heart and soul inside of it. And this way, I'm going to increase a little bit so I have more to upload when the band is over, right? But you put time, when you take time and cook a meal, and you put the ingredients in and make it mix and blend and meld. And you take time with this other dish. You put your love and your focus and your attention. We're living in the microwave time, the fast food time even more. Most of our children want some box of something they can throw in the microwave real quick because they have not learned to cook for themselves. And when you put your soul into your cooking, no matter who you are, mother or father, and you feed your kids, they don't understand that that nutrition that's in that food is not just a matter of protein, carbohydrates, essential fats, vitamins, minerals, and water, fluid. It's not a matter of that. There's a soul tie in a righteous way that's created when you prepare and put love in your food, and the food activates a certain way, and it does you better. You eat that food and it tastes better. It's a direct kind of culinary umbilical cord connected to the one who made it. And you can feel the love. Even when you're a child and you have a, a lunch box and your mother cut the sandwiches and put everything in there, the apple or the orange, the something to drink, and maybe a homemade cookie or even a cookie. And the extra one under inside the lunchbox, but under where the napkin is under the bottom. And you're like, what is this? 
and you feel that love from home, even when you're in the school. And see, so many of us in this particular age group, we're into the social media. And of course, I'm not knocking anybody who has a smartphone. Let me just throw in some of these. Let me see, I think Master Lamb gave me a fat one here. Right? Yep, my son just asked me for Jordans. He never asked for shoes by name. So I know it's the so I know it's the kids. But I got him some inexpensive uh, ones because he made the honor roll and I don't buy my son ladder stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And they made some time at that particular point because I'm not going to say peer pressure because of what the other kids are getting. And, you know, they look at this thing. It's a big thing. And, you know, children want to kind of be in the loop. But you're not going to allow it to happen to him where as he gets older, he has to have the most expensive car in the lot and put himself in debt. That if he's single, that he doesn't have to buy this huge condo. He can get something that he just needs for himself. You understand? To keep you grounded. It's not about things. There's a comedian. I keep forgetting what his name is. I'm seeing him in my head. Um, I'll throw it in the comment section later on. And he said, listen, with all the fame that I've acquired, the main thing is that I, I had to think to myself, because everybody in Hollywood and just in these fields of entertainment, when they get more money, they buy a bigger, more expensive car a bigger, more expensive house, or even a mansion. And he said to himself, this really doesn't do anything for me. It's more stuff for people to fight over after I transition. I'm going to take my mind where I'm already blessed beyond measure and way beyond my wildest dreams from when I didn't have much money and was beginning to ply my craft, that now I have this, I'm not happy until I have that. And the other, and the other. So we, we die reaching. So that means we're never happy with what we had at that particular time. And that's wrong because that sucks the joy out of life. Me, at this point in my life, you know, I never really lusted after having all of this stuff. As a matter of fact, maybe I've had luxury cars, I've had trucks, I've had vans. I've had pickup trucks, little cars. I had bigger cars, old cars, new cars. Where is it now? What is it? What, you know, at the time when you drive off the lot or the time that you're handed keys, if you can afford something now, I'm not mad at you. Even if you want to spend on something that you want and don't necessarily need, it's really not my right to say you shouldn't get it, but I wouldn't do it. If you want to do it, go ahead. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to back talk you. Oh, he's just serious money. Look, we don't we don't know what people went through in their early lives and whatever. If you feel you want this, fine. But I'm at a point now that for me to vibe here on the show and do my artwork and write an article, have another article I want to upload that I wrote earlier. That's my joy. That brings me great satisfaction. And I'm not going to let social media take it away. I've even use social media to amplify the joy that I get from my creations because I can share it on, on a mass level. When I was in the high school of art and design on 56th Street and 2nd Avenue, Manhattan, all those decades ago, if you drew a fabulous picture, you had to show it and bring it to a person to see or put it up 
at the art show in school or some art show they may have somewhere and you could submit your work. You didn't know what people were thinking about. There was no comment section. There was joy in what you were there standing next to your work. Then people say, hey, I like this. And what did you do? So and so. It was primitive. Now you can sketch something and scan it and put it out online and get thousands of comments from all over the world within, within an hour, within minutes if it's that good. Look at that. You understand? So we even have the digital art now, which to me is like cheating. You know, you can tap in a little area and it fills up the color. You can bend lines and strengthen lines. I have a tablet here. Where is it? Let's just go. Okay, it's over on the side. I have a tablet that I can do artwork on a tab tablet. I did it once. Even if one time I did it, if you all know that TD Snakes picture that I drew, I drew the pic first on paper. It was done. I just used the digital tablet to put the color in and learn the coloring. I can't do it from scratch on a digital tablet because I'm a person who comes up the original way. Just like a person who's a chef, a culinary master, he ain't going to give you no macaroni and cheese out the box. Although I knew every now and then have a weakness for Velveeta. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when you're hungry and if you're broke, them three, four dollar macaroni and cheeses sold in the hood will save the day. But I, I try to be away from those things. But when you have it in your soul, things flow better. Your understanding of things around you better because you had your hands in it. But if you're all day long as a child on this one and on that one, it, there's a disconnect. You're not around with reality. You cannot comprehend as good as if you had your hands on it. You go to the boxing gym. And you have these guys, man, I want to fight her. And they want to get in the ring and swing it. Nope, nope, nope. You're going to tie one hand behind your back so you can't use it. You see that bang over there? We're going to teach you how to jab. Pow, 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 pow. You might go through two or three weeks or even a month of that. Man, ain't I ready for the... Nope, you better learn how to jab. Isolate, learn each aspect of the game. See, you learn defense, you learn this, you learn that, you learn every single aspect of the game. So when you put it all together, you have a connection with each one. So when I'm with my pen, the pen's never too far. All the pictures you see on my website were drawn with this pen. I fell in love with this pen. This is a Zebra F402. Y'all can see it, right? A Zebra F402. I love this pen. They are pens that I've seen when I used to work. When I was 17 years old, I would leave high school and go over to this place called Art Brown on 46th Street in Manhattan. I believe it was between either 5th and 6th. It wasn't uh, near about 5th and 6th. Maybe it's still there because it, um, it was one of those businesses where a family, they keep running it and it stays there. And the people I knew probably are gone now, right? But... They had high-end, I'm off topic right now, right? But they um they had high-end pens. High-end. I mean, pens that were like, you buy this, like, they had to keep, like, jewelry, right? It was on one side. You had these folks who were in Manhattan who collected pens. And the pens might be some made three decades ago. They held value, um, handmade somehow. But 
Imagine paying $5,000 for a pen back then. Imagine that. Imagine that. I can know it was 1980 or something like that. 79.80. I couldn't believe it. And there was a gay guy who worked there. I'll never forget his face. He, he was an old guy. His hair was going great, but he put some red dye in his hair and he was real pale. Strange looking dude. Not the thing you want to see looking at you when you look at your window and like, oh, you know what I mean? I ain't going out there, even though I know I can beat his behind. That's spooky. I'm not, a, who's that? <laughs> right? And he would always call me over. Wasn't no homo business, but, you know, he's there. And he'd say, Lance, you see this pen? And I would hold these people. Let me hold the pens and stuff. When the store was, like, real empty, which was, that was very infrequent. And he would tell me these stories. I forget a lot about them. But people collected these things, right? And they were deep into it. And I remember, I don't know if you remember the gong show, right? From, from back in the 70s, you know? Uh, Chuck Barris, I think he passed on now. He used to come in there all the time because he was an avid pen collector. And this is back in 1980. And, you know, I'm working and I got some little uniform and I'm trying to be professional. I'm just a big, strong guy there for them just to scare people off at that time. But he looked at me and winked and whatever. He said, hey, how you doing? So and so and so. I see you here all the time. You know, you're a good man. He walked off. Now, now the guy, decades later, he wouldn't remember that, but it touched me. What I'm saying is that if I had my head down on my phone, which you can't do in a job and people do anyway, look how much you missed. You know, when you talk to somebody and look in their eyes and have a good conversation from the soul, not this half distract. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. Yeah. Let me text you. No, you're there in the moment. I've been blessed to have so many moments that I can reflect on and, and share as my little stories here on because I actually lived life. I reached out and touched life. It wasn't this detached thing. We were in art school, drawing. even before I went to art school. Art school didn't teach me nothing except the names of the techniques that I was already doing. Because as a young child, I'd look at things and look at things and see how light hit this thing. And I look at it for what it is. It was corduroy pants and the way the lines went down that I can emulate the shading and make you see corduroy pants through my inexpensive pen that really has capabilities that the feel of it, the weight of it, the way when I put this pen in my hand, I can create anything on a blank piece of paper. Because if you get, you know you recreate it. I would look at silk, how it flows. I'd look at uh, 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 jeans, how it was a little heavy like a canvas, and, and how the light would hit it. I'm on the bus, and I'm looking at one of the poles that people hold on to. It had a metal shine on it. If I was in my phone, I would be detached from that. I would look at life. I still do it now. I really look at things, absorb things. I'm not detached. How many great artists are we going to have in this social media period that can't, that, you know, that, that cannot do anything on a digital pad? We've been digitized and, and, and processed, and our minds are limited that way. Our minds are really analog. The radios, the analog radios, the old radios, they were easy to decipher the signal from one radio to the other. Now it's digital, and we can't make the connection. We can use these things to make our lives and enhance, but never lose the root of who we are as human beings. And most of us are going to go right through this life 
especially those who are born now into this place of digital normalcy. That sounds pretty good. I got to use it, the title, digital normalcy, right? Yeah, we're going to miss out. So do you go to the zoo and, and look at animals, but you're not looking at them because you're down on your phone? There are people who have sex. And they check in their emails. They're checking their text messages. I'm not going to get loose on the show, but some chick on her knees in the bed, her boyfriend's behind the door, and you know what? And she's here looking at the phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Her mind is somewhere else. His mind might be somewhere else. You see how deep this thing can go? It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. If you want to extract the most life out of the time that we have in this world, suggest that you detach yourself a little more and only indulge when you have to. Now, if you're in a boring doctor's office and they're playing corny music and you're seeing some golf magazine or tennis magazine that you don't want to read, okay, indulge yourself. But look up every now and then. You're down in the phone. You don't even know it's pouring out raining outside. It was a sunny day when you came into the doctor's office. Now it's pouring. You get in your car, you only look at the tires around to see that your tire's flat. You start driving up, then you realize it. Be aware of the beauty of the moment. You're driving, you see the sunset. You see a red canary fly by in your yard and sip out some water, some water in a puddle. The moments that, that, that you can't recreate, but we always want to see this through the all. There's beauty to this world and the beauty of each other of having conversations with each other. I remember my mother, more so my mother, she'd talk on the phone more. My father every now and then. But my mother would be on the phone, and she wasn't a, a person having all these like long conversations, but they were passionate conversations with friends of hers. And I'm there. She had nothing to hide. She was like, yeah, okay, meet me around the corner. You know, she wasn't doing none of that. But the passion in those conversations, the jokes, she didn't mind me being nearby and kind of ear hustling because she'd be laughing and looking. She says, yeah, Lance. They all used to call me Lancey. My father's name is just like mine, Lance. But if she called for Lance, we'd both show up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she's like, okay. She started calling me Lancey. I was a little boy. You know, so anywhere I go, and I always tell the story, when I first moved down to Orlando in uh, 2021, early 2021, I was on Orange Blossom Trail. I was going for the corrections job, putting the papers for it, and I had to do background investigation, and I had to do the tour, and they had these things not all at one time. It was like on separate days, and I didn't know it yet, right? So I, I, on paper, you know, uh, I think, well, I did a search on the internet. I went for the cheapest hotels, right, on Orange Blossom. I said, man, this sounds nice. Orange Blossom Trail must be a beautiful place, right? So I'm there. And I get the room, went in the daytime, got the room, came out. I'm nosy. I'm in Florida for the first time. I want to take this walk. And I look around, and all of a sudden, these cars are slowing down. And I had to shorten the T-shirts on. It was warm. It was, it was cold up in New York, but it was warm for me down there. Then I realized why these old white men are slowing down, because they thought I was a prostitute. And there were other prostitutes that I realized walking around, male prostitutes, females, well, let me get that out of here. You know what I mean, the honking horn smiling until one did a lewd act with his one hand while holding on. I'm like, wait a second. And I'm not going to go to jump bad with nobody because I'm in a place where I'm not known. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was a funny experience. But what I'm saying is that would I have known that if I was down on the phone? We can use technology what we need it for. 
Don't turn your back on life and allow your children to know what life is. Allow your children to know the joy of being detached away from that cyber digital universe that will, that, that it is fascinating. You know, you can, and you as an adult, maybe you can handle a little more, but don't lose track of it because we all go through things. We all go through breakups. We take the loss, which is really not a loss when someone transitions because, you know, they, they were a gift. I mean, we didn't realize how much of a gift they were until they're gone. So if we still connect with the living and vibe with them, we make more of a connection that it may be a loss in a sense. But when you understand the universal laws of, of where we live on a spiritual level, you never lose them. You experience them, but you never lose them because we're all still connected no matter whether you can see them or not. But this thing, this phone going to tell you that? Good music on it. You know, you can vibe with the people. You can watch the video and get entertained. I'm not saying it's demonic, but it can be used for very satanic and demonic purposes. And that's what's being pushed to detach us from each other, to desensitize each other from each other, that we can just kill each other so easy. We can lie to a woman and say, oh, yes, I love you so much. I promise I'm going to be with you forever and you get what you want and you're gone. And she's hurt now. She can't open up now all the way until she heals up. But if that happens a couple of times because you hot the drawers because all of these women you see shaking their ass on Instagram and you want that one over there, you don't even want to know what's in her head. You see the booty cheeks, you see that ass and you say, I just want to rub up on that or rub up in between that spray off and I'm gone. It's reducing some of us to barbarians. Ain't nothing wrong with having the urge and whatever. When, you, when you're with somebody, do your thing. You were given that. Enjoy it. But we've become people who were on an animalistic level. And this thing is pulling us more into that. Because we don't have to wait anymore. We don't have to date a woman anymore. We don't have to court her anymore. We don't have to be engaged with her anymore before we announce the time that we are going to be married. You see something? You want it? Hey, girl, what's your Facebook? Oh, my Facebook is so and so and so. You got a man? I've heard this time and time again, driving the bus. Yeah, I got a man. Why you say it like that? Where's he at? You know, all jacked up English, right? Where's he at? He doing time. Oh, really? So check this out. You want somebody to hold you down until then? You know, when he come back, if you love him, you want to be with him. I mean, you know, but, you know, I need a little something, too. You got a girl? Yeah, I got a girl, but, you know, she ain't doing me right. I'm a freak. She's not. I have all these things. I can outdo Tyler. I can come up with some screenplays from reality that I've heard. And I'm older than him, so I've seen and heard a lot, so trust me. That's the way it is. And some people make their arrangements. And homeboy will come back to his friends. Yo, so what happened with that shorty that you met? Last night. Did you go over there last night? Yeah, man. So what's up? You talking about, yeah, man. Was it good? Man, that head game was tight. I'm a hold on that one for a while. But you know, I got two or three others to hold down. But that one there, we got seven years before he get back. You know, I'm gonna try to make make her forget him. That's just wait, Master Glenn laughing. You that's the way. I know I might be a little older, but I know. Because we had our versions of it back in the day when I was coming up. But I was never no like that. I'll tell you one thing. 
as passionate as it was, you know, I don't know. I can't say. I just, I just say this one thing. I'm glad I did not come up in the social media time because as a little uh, uh, passionate as I was and didn't know how to say no, it would have been off the chain. And, and, I, and it scares me with these children, these young ones coming up, how it is. You know how it is. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's exactly how they sound. Where you at? <laughs> Years of driving that bus, and my ear was like a big dish hearing stuff. The conversation—I wasn't ear hustling. I wasn't repeating stuff. It was just—it gave me fuel to create. It gave me more a more deep understanding of human nature, which I—that's the way I always was. I was always that way, observing, seeing interactions, how people act, the facial expressions, how they come off. So easy to to imitate these people because it's reality. You know what I mean? I heard all kind of conversations, you know, guys getting caught with other women. And there was a dude one time dealt with a young lady and whatnot. And um, there was a, we, we stopped, I'll name drop, we stopped by Washington Shores. It's like a super stop in the black neighborhood after you leave from downtown on the Lynx bus, right? And I was doing the 21 bus. That's the bus that I mostly did. Like if you went up there now, you know, I've been like off of that for so many years. But when I, you know, it's like, remember that 21 driver that was bald and was from New York? Yo, man, he whipped this bus like a to Toyota. I was always known for that. But this guy was sitting there. You know, you have that seat. The right side, if you're facing the front, it's on the right-hand side of the bus. It's right in front of the door that opens up the back door. So he's on there smooching, kissing on or whatever. And I'm in the mirror. I'm not really watching him. Always want to watch what's going on in the inside. You know, he had a titty out and squeezing up. Like, Man, this guy's going off. But the way he was hunched over and she was sitting down. So there was a line of people coming on the bus. Now, I was up front. And so they kind of cooled out, but he was all up, all up in the neck. And so people started getting on more and more. And there's this one guy got on. And the way he swiped the car, the dude was, yeah, he swiped it. Why you got to... Swipe the car, man. Why, why are you trying to perform for me or whoever? But they let each other know. And he swiped the car and he turned around. And dude that was in the girl's neck, he looked at him. The gay dude looked at him. And the dude that was sitting with the girl by the door, he jumped up and got out of that back door and ran off. And she's like, where are you going? Where are you going? She forgot to put her stuff back, too. She's sitting there. And so the gay guy walked up to her, you B-I-P-C-H, you better leave my man alone. You know, and she knew who it was. You know, it was crazy. These scenarios that I've seen that are imprinted in my mind, I don't lack creativity because I've been shown so much human nature, not even just driving a bus, but from New York City, young. You know what I mean? But one good thing about it is that I was engaged in every moment. It wasn't like I was somebody... My, the world was like a cartoon for me, and everything was amplified. And as an artist, if I saw somebody with a big nose, to me, it looked bigger. You know what I mean? If somebody walked funny, I'm good at imitating people's walks. That's another crazy talent I have. You could be walking toward me half a block, and I study you, and I'll turn and walk right behind you, just like you walking. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, you, what's my walk like? I ain't going to tell you, man. You're going to get mad because you do walk funny, too. You know what I mean? So 
Live in life. Live life. See the sunsets. Eat the food. Taste the food. Enjoy your gas, whatever it may be. Tell a joke and laugh. Some, sometimes you feel a little sad. Cry it out. It's okay to cry. Sometimes you're happy. Cry it out. Make the people around you engage. Intoxicate them with the fact that you're so connected to life that you pull them more into life. Y'all wouldn't have been here so long without sitting here. Yeah, my name is Oscar. And the show today is social media detached our minds from experience. You didn't even hear half the title. You got to be full of to pull life out of people. I see some of these young men and some young women, you speak to them and their life force is low. Like when you look at your dashboard and you look at the gas tank gauge and it's low, but you plan on driving for the next six hours, you got to put some gas inside that car. What are you doing? Fill up. You can't fill with this. You can learn certain things and you can be inspired if you keep it clean. But most of the time we're off the deep end. And even with the good stuff, back up off of it. Everything that good that's good can be bad. I'll prove it. You like food. I like food. I like to eat. I enjoy eating. But it's for nutrition. But if all I did was eat all day, eat anything all day, I'm killing myself. If I went and had sex with all these round booty chicks in Africa here, my number's coming up. And of course, when you lay with somebody, you, you get the spiritual connection. I don't be tied up with all these soul ties. I wouldn't be able to get about the bed, feeling all kind of emotions and stuff. What? No. You're going to breathe up all the air? So what if I pump oxygen in my veins? I'd kill myself. Because you have to filter out. It's a time and place for everything. It's about balance. And when you're addicted to social media, you don't have any balance in your life. You get out of whack. You can't sleep because you're on the phone. You fight and sleep. You're sitting on the toilet, you whip out the phone. Don't, don't, don't touch people's phones now. You know where, you know, they have no toilet paper. They hold the phone. What, what gets on the phone? You put the phone and you wonder why you're sick. You know, look. Phones got more crotch sauce on it and, and things and germs on it than, than most people's genitalia. And you know how some of these people are when you're in public transporta transportation? They, hmm, God, smell his ass. You know what I mean? What they phones smell like? Well, and they digging up in the <laughs> Oh, you want to use my phone? Here it is. So it's not just social media. It's the very phone that you touch. And sometimes when you get sick, do you wonder how you got sick? Right? <laughs> anyway, wow, an hour and 38 minutes. Uh, it's not bad. I'll have to put a little something down. Um, I don't have anything scheduled for the weekend as normal, but I will do something tomorrow and on Sunday because, like I said, this is a seven-day-a-week thing. I'm on a band from Lance Curve. This is Lance Curve Live. I will always uh, broadcast here unless I get a band here too. And that band should be over by Tuesday sometime in the morning. Or oh, the morning for me, and maybe the afternoon or early morning for you. So I think Tuesday, every Tuesday, Wednesday, everything will be back. So it's not going to stop me from creating. And I have more of the stuff and the wonderful stuff that Master Glam, Mr. Political, and Sister Oyala gave. And I'm going to work on those things. I'm a, maybe tomorrow early. I'll see. Right now for me, it's uh, 11.39. Not bad. And next week, the time goes by an hour. So I'll be broadcasting earlier, too. So um. Like I said, we have uh, on the website, again, and I can pull it up and show you what the shares. You know, let me do that before. 
I don't want to shy away from doing that stuff, right? Give me a second here to pull up the site. Get used to getting on the site because that's everything that we do is going to be there, okay? Let me make this play, but I got I to gotta cut the sound down. Okay, boom. Let me just pull this back up again. Let's share the screen before I go. Getting the hang of it, so. Okay, where is it now? Present. Share screen. If you've been on the site, you already know the site, but repetition will teach us. Okay. Now, let's go back to the program. Okay, and I will go back to the screen myself. I need to make it bigger. I'll leave it like that. Okay. You see over here, I don't know if you can even the curtain. Over here, if you haven't subscribed, you go here where it says subscribe to our email list right here. You add your name, add the email address to the left side, and you hit subscribe. Easiest way to get to the Telegram group chat that I formed now. It's not super populated, but right here below it. Okay. Um, like I said, there's a chat room that it's all going on here. Wait a second. Folks are on there talking. I didn't see. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't see the conversation going on there. And um, yes, Sasha, I do owe you a phone call. Definitely. I got the show and it pulled up the time even more. And of course, you know, you see the other videos and the writings on both sides, the widgets and everything like that. And um, it's a good thing. And I want to stop Sasha. Your your show that we your our conversation is one of the top ones and getting a lot of hits. <laughs> we did that on August twenty second, two thousand twenty two. Wasn't long ago, but it seems like it. So we have a lot of catching up to do. Anyway, you know you hit the tabs across the top. Um, you can see all the videos that we ever done automatically up there. Um, I may have to populate those next week when I upload those. I may not be there these last few the last few days. Um, we got the live chat room there. I told you all about that. Um, we have the page with the artwork. You'll see, and this is the same old, same old stuff that you've seen before, but it's another page that pulls everything up. Takes a little while sometimes, depending on your internet connection. There's the picture I was telling you about, TD Snakes. Pull that up. I use my digital tablet to color it in, but I drew the whole thing by itself. And when it gets big, like on the computer, you can hit the set tab to pull up. So I have everything organized and laid out. You can knock yourself out and read about them and see all the detail and stuff. I got this pen close by because I got some working on it now. So that's the goals. But anyway, don't want to bore you with that. I'm going to wrap it down. But we're going to come every single day with different shows. Let me stop sharing. Stop screen. Good. I'm back. Anyway, much love to you all. I'll be back tomorrow, probably around 5 o'clock the same time because it's not too late, um, not too early. Maybe I may make a run or do a little walk and talk. I'm rubbing my eyes already, but I can't go to sleep right now. Got to make these phone calls. But I'll be out day, collect up stuff. If I'm doing something, I got my cameras ready, my, my battery's ready. So we're going to board stuff and still put stuff up here. Even though most people don't know where we are doing the shows, they'll get this content next week when the band is over. And I just have to keep drilling in people's heads like where to go. Don't see me, go to the site. You know what I mean? So habit, we got to create habits. Uh, Monday night show with Positively Angela, probably we won't be able to do because I'm on that band. I don't really want to do it here, but then if she does it here, she's not going to have as many people. 
So maybe I'll make the link and send it. Well, I'll work that out. Maybe we'll still have it. You know, we'll probably go through with it the same way. Anyway, I want to say much love to you all. Take care. So long. It's been good. It's strange. You know, you kept me company, the few who are here. But it's strange not having all the interaction as normal and speaking ahead of time. But like I said, the show must go on and it's going to be a beautiful thing. And um, like I said, I'm looking forward to coming on tomorrow. And there's no set time. I'm going to try to keep it around this time, especially if I go out and um, bring some footage back and show it to you. All right. Much love to you all. Take it away, take it away, feeling too good for me. Chilling all day, all in your space is where I wanna be. Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain wants you. I've been hanging by myself. Asking for help, but nothing seems to work on you. Yeah, you always make me feel like oh yeah. You never leave my thoughts alone. Yeah, you. You're the reason I'm going out of my mind. I just can't stop thinking about you. When you're away, nights are sleepless Do we need space? Yeah, maybe you're brave Boy, you're my weakness Giving we take the love that we make It's my favorite drug Too caught up in your love I've been trying to forget But you won't let me Something in my brain wants you I've been hanging by myself Help, but nothing seems to work on you. Yeah, you always make me feel like oh yeah. You never leave my thoughts alone. Yeah, you. You're the reason I'm going out of my. I just can't stop thinking about yeah. Just can't stop thinking about you I just